Yes, we are going across the pond today. London calling. Welcome. This is the Fright Club podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. And today we're going to have fun with a special guest, and we're going to count down our five favorite British horror films, right? That's right. That's what we're going to do. But first, we want to thank Melissa Starker, our senior feminist correspondent, for joining us last week for a pretty fun podcast. That was a fun one. We counted down the five best feminist horror movies. That's right. And I only said, I I think I only said one offensive thing. (laughs) Um, So on the scorecard, I think I did all right. And uh, yeah, Melissa, thank you. That was great. It was a lot of, it was a a great conversation, I think. Uh, A lot of stuff that hasn't been at least I haven't seen, um, really discussed a lot. So that was a good topic to get into, and she did a great job. Uh, thank you, Melissa, and thanks for all the uh, the great feedback on that show. We always love getting that uh, on Twitter. is a great way, at Mad Wolf uh, on Twitter. That's M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F, and on the Facebook page. And by the way, we want to say uh, thanks to uh, Mike Dwyer for checking in and finding us on Facebook. That's right. Uh, I did a, a piece on a new film that he and uh, and his uh, director, Nicholas Bushman, have out right now called Union Furnace, a creepy you know, like, uh, you know, game of death kind of a thing with masks and Keith David, who I love. <laughs> so uh, Mike Dwyer is uh, the main actor in that one. And he just uh, checked us out on Facebook. So hello. Yeah. And you can find can you find that video? VOD. Mm-hmm. VOD. Union Furnace. So uh, thank you, Mike. And check that movie out if you can. All right. So speaking of senior correspondents, we want to welcome in our our senior across the pond correspondent. And that is Craig Hunter from ScreenRelish.com. Welcome, Craig. Hi, guys. It's great to have you. We've actually never talked to Craig in person before and never heard his voice before, but we've, we've written for him for more than a year. Because we both write for ScreenRelish.com, and that's his website that he runs. Yeah, and that one, just, just hit that a little bit. You, you just started that from scratch, and it seems like it's just growing like a weed. It is, yes. It's, uh, it's doing very well. Um, growing, growing every day. And uh, you follow us, you fans on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, a lot of new fans. It's growing every day, so... It not only has a film criticism, which is what we do, but just features and keeps up on, you know, news and trailers and really, really everything related to film. Is that correct? Contests yep. and interviews and, yeah, tons of stuff. All right. So, well, yeah, we we're, we're appreciate being a part of that. And uh, I know one of the things horror movie related that, that Hope uh, regularly uh, contributes, and that is the uh, Saturday Screamer and also Skeletons in the Closet, right? That's right. And Craig, uh, Craig is a huge horror movie fan. That's actually kind of how we... Uh we hooked up in the first place and uh, and at the time didn't have a lot of big horror fans writing for him so i was happy to jump on board but craig craig also writes a lot of the uh, uh saturday screamers yeah cool and that's where you just kind of focus on maybe like a lost a lost horror movie or it's kind of uh, focusing on underrated kind of sleeper hits and things that people might not have initially have heard of or just sometimes just were our favorites so and then uh, Hope's favorite, uh, one of her favorite uh, contributions is Skeletons in the Closet, which we're probably going to do a full-blown podcast on one of these days, and that's just where you can find big stars in uh, old and usually very bad horror films. Yeah, they have to be bad. They, they have, have to, to be, be bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we, don't, we don't look into the really good old horror. They right. Do, What's that about? And it's a lot of fun because you can really find some good ones, even if it's just for a fleeting moment. Uh, you can find some of these big major stars in these bad Horror movies, which are always fun to uh, always fun to get into. So, so you're just an all around uh, horror fan, Craig. You have any favorite types, any genres? Genres, um, yeah, sub genres. I'm a big fan of the slasher. Ah. Uh, Carpenter's Halloween's probably my all time favorite. Okay, but I, I grew up watching a lot of very different films and very different styles of horror films. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's I've got a varied a varied opinion and a varied bunch of films that I love to revisit and go back to. So a lot of them are are the classics, as as I'm sure many other listeners would would revisit, like The Omen and all 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 the well I say all, but some of the uh, Halloween films and. <laughs> So bottom line, bottom line, you're one of us. <laughs> That's Pretty <right>. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that makes you perfect for uh, for today's uh, category, and that is focusing on our, our top five favorite British horror films. And you guys, did you guys go back and forth with emails collaborating on this list? I sent Craig a list of what I was thinking, and uh, he shot back, don't forget about, you know, these such and so, such and so, and we kind of pondered it out from there, but I, and I should always take responsibility. I am... <laughs> I come up with the final list, so if the listeners are all like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't put you should always know it's my fault. <laughs> and as usual, I sat in the corner quietly <laughs> and, uh, and minded my business, uh, and that's, that's my, my big contribution. But no, these are good. Only one of these uh, I haven't seen, um, and all the other four I think are great, so we'll just start with the one, one that I haven't seen, which doesn't, isn't why. It starts out at number five. You guys picked it, and that is a Hammer film uh, all the way back to 1958, and it's horror of Dracula. The Castle Dracula is summoned here in Klausenberg. Will you tell me how I get there? You ordered a meal, sir. As an innkeeper, it's my duty to serve you. When you've eaten, I ask you to go and leave us in peace. Dracula, the bedeviled master of all that is evil. Dracula is a is is a strange one for us because we, we've we, the Hammer horror films are very much our version, if you like, of the the Universal universe that you guys know. And sure, although, although those were big hits over here, it's very much a, a more beloved, certainly within the the style that that, that Hammer horror do campy and. And sometimes over the top, but um, the, the, certainly the the style of the films are, 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 have got that gothic overtones and things. So, yeah, that's those have kind of been taken to our our hearts over here. Yeah, and for for anybody any Fright Club newbies, uh, well, just a quick, what makes up a Hammer film? I uh, hope it was um, you know it's just a studio out of out of England, and they uh, they were really really popular in the fifties and sixties, and they did all of the Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Uh, most of their best films were uh, directed by Terrence Fisher, but you know, uh, yeah, Curse of Frankenstein. They did The Mummy. They did Hounds of Baxter- Baskerville. Ah, uh, Devil Rides Out. Those are all just uh, Terrence Fisher ones. But yeah, they did Scads, and they and they do. They have like a definite thumbprint about them. There's always like you know a lot of costumes, a lot of very nubile women. Um, there's a lot of boobs in these movies, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and and but a lot of them are really, really, really gorgeous. Um, and weirdly funny. But one of the things I love about this version of Dracula is that, you know, especially compared to Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee is such an imposing physical presence. Yes. And I mean, it, and, and that made him much scarier, much more menacing as the Count. But also, I think that um, Terrence Fisher really ran with that because the, the, the Mina character is, she's not so much a victim. I mean, she's in league. She, you know, she's looking forward to this penetration, it, which is, you know, but that's the thing. The The thing about a lot of Hammer films is that they're very ribald, ribaldry. Yeah. And that's, I think, you can really see in this movie, whereas in, in most other Dracula movies, 
um, you know, maybe there is, I mean, there's always like a seduction, but you always feel like the woman is, oh no, yeah. but maybe, but oh no, but not on this one. She's like, yeah, bring it on. Uh, I like, I just like the trailer because, you know, the voiceover is like, Dracula, <laughs> incarnate of evil, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing, which is great. Um, so, so that's just the kind of, for people that aren't, yes, for people that aren't, uh, that aware, that's the kind of style when you talk about a hammer film that yeah. you're talking about. So Craig, what's, what, what, uh, makes this film work for you? For me, it's it's probably the best of the the Hammer horror films. Certainly, the ones with Christopher Lee, um, and it's it's its style was was kind of a game changer. It was a trendsetter, and it kind of the, the kind of stuck with that for, throughout the the canon, if you like. And um, certainly, it it set the trend for Dracula's to come even when you go back to some something like um, Francis Ford Coppola's take on the sure. on the film with um, Gary Oldman. So I think it's it's very much Lee's, Lee's imposing figure, his eyes, very blood red all the time. And um, they kind of stuck with that throughout. And it did get tired. You, <laughs> if you see some of the sequels, they're not great. But um, certainly the first is, is, is the best. Yeah, he's, he's certainly was. And, of course, we just lost Christopher Lee yeah. uh, a few a couple of months ago. And he was such an imposing figure. I don't know what he's, six foot five, six, six, five. six, six five. With, yeah. that, just, with that just saucy baritone. Yeah, I, just, his voice is so great. One of the things I, I notice in the notes uh, about this movie is there's no Renfield character. No, which actually I think for me is the biggest drawback because Renfield is my favorite character in the uh, uh, in the book and in you know most of the other versions uh, of Dracula. Of course, Tom Waits plays him in the uh, right. Coppola one. Um, so I I do kind of miss Renfield in this in this version, but and, and it's funny because so this movie made the list. Although there were a lot of classic British films that I was looking at and considering, Peeping Tom is one I just love. The Innocence. I think I might be the only one on the call who loves that movie, but I do. I, no, I like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it as much as you do, yeah. but I do like it. The other one I almost uh, threw in here instead. I tell you that was a really close call for was The Wicker Man because another great Christopher Lee film and yes. also just a great movie all the way around. Yeah, it, it's it's really good. Uh, and of course, we're talking about the original, Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah, not the abomination yeah. of the remake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. are, are you a fan of that one too, Craig? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's again. It's a, it's another one of those trademark British horror films that stuck with that style and. Again, it's it's the the pagan rituals and things oh God, kind yeah. of captured. Yeah, certainly the time the time of the seventies at that time. Yeah, that what the original Wicker Man was seventy three, and then the Innocence that we were talking about is back in uh, in nineteen sixty one. So those are a couple that you're kind of putting under this uh, classic this class, classic yeah. ca- category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so number five uh, on the list that's the horror of Dracula. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and they made. The two of them made a number of films together. They did. They did the the Hammer version of Frankenstein. Yeah, um, yeah. And they did, yeah, like scads of, of Dracula. Yeah. And it's funny, Peter Cushing is just such a priss, you know, but he just, he's going to come out there and priss his way to victory, <laughs> you know. I just love Peter Cushing. <laughs> that sounds like a halftime speech <laughs> that really needs to be made. Go out there and priss your way to victory. Go get it. All right, number four on the list of our favorite British horror films. We've talked about this one before. Uh, we love it from 2011, and it's Kill List. So Kill List, yeah, and uh, one of the things I wanted to point out about this is that uh, 
Columbus uh, horror maven Bridget Oliver. This is her favorite movie. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is that she has a great online community she runs that is now open to anybody, including Brits, because uh, Craig is a member. It's, it's called uh, Columbus Horror, but it's spelled K-I-L-L, Columbus Horror. Yeah, because if you don't know, we're, we're based in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> and uh, her uh, Facebook page has just, it's Columbus, as you said, and it's just grown. Speaking of growing like a weed, just like uh, ScreenRelish.com, this, uh, this Columbus Facebook page has grown. In fact, just this week in the local newspaper, uh, she got a great write-up right. ab- about this and how this horror community is, is growing, and she is really doing it. Uh, she's the spearheading it. And the thing that's fun about it is it's just a, it's just a great community's conversation about, you know, like, you know, somebody today was just, these are the three things streaming on Netflix that I watched yesterday, and here's my thoughts on them. You know, it's just a really fun way to sort of pick up ideas for stuff to watch or yeah. not to watch, and, and I bet she also keeps you up to date as what's going on in Columbus, Ohio, in terms of horror, which is yeah, great. Yeah, but, but as we said, you don't have to be here to enjoy it, so check it out, and you can, uh, you can take part and join in uh, if you'd like to, and that's at Columbus on Facebook, uh, K-I-L-L, but yeah, Kill List. Thank you. We have oh to say God. we have to say that when we talk about this movie is <laughs> one of her favorites and one of our favorites. And uh, it, it's one of the things I liked about this movie was that as you realized what was going on, it got in, it got, gets into it slowly. You think it it's one type of movie, then it becomes another, and then boy, by then you're hooked. You're in. Yeah, it, it actually starts off as kind of a sort of like a, a gritty indie, you know, crime drama, right? And uh, but it just sort of flows toward a whole different thing and it keeps you hooked it's got great performances really great performances really really exceptional writing and it gets so weird um it's very violent but it's also just very curious and you can't you just can't look away it's 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 pretty awesome yeah it's if you go back to uh, ben wheatley's earlier career and his directorial debut you'll see a lot of kill list in down terrace which is again a crime thriller mm-hmm come very dark psychological thriller um it's very much it was all set in one of the actors houses oh. which which he actually it's actually the editor and um it the way the way it's put together is very small very very um independent it's it's just i don't want to dwell on too much on down to terrace but uh, if you go, if you do get around to watching you see a lot of kill lists throughout that film definitely and actually his next one sightseers very different a horror movie but it couldn't be more different honestly yeah absolutely it's it's again it's a it's another one of those that's very funny um with with pitch black comedy yeah it's yeah it is it's it's very dry and brutal humor but it's it is funny it's it's very very funny yeah, and uh, for anybody who ha- hasn't seen Kill, now that's that's probably available on uh, on Netflix or whatever. Uh, Kill List, do you think? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, uh, it is really interesting in uh, how it is set up like one movie, like a crime drama. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably I think going back to when I first saw it, that's what I thought it was. Sure, I, I think, and then <laughs> and then. Boy, how it turns. Right uh, right at that moment. Yeah. The first time that somebody says, thank you. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, then you, you know you're into the it. Hell? Hold, exactly. <laughs> and, and as you said, it gets, it gets weird, but uh, in, in a good way, until a really um, curious and interesting uh, finale right. uh, to, to, to bring it all together. But uh, yeah, Kill List from, uh, from 20, uh, 2011, and then one year later is this Sight series, which I haven't seen. So that, does that fall under horror comedy? Yes. Or it yeah. does? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, Ben Wheatley is uh, is the director of both of those. Mm-hmm. He's very much well known now. Um, he's directed episodes of Doctor Who. He's currently shooting a, a gangster thriller in New York called Freefall. 
Nice. And he's also adapted, um, which is coming out soon, starring Tom Hiddleston. Um, we uh, love Tom G- Hiddleston. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's directed J.G. Ballard's High Rise, which is a br- British thriller set in the 1970s stroke 80s. So ah. watch out for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool, very cool. But at number four on our list is Kill List. And um, moving on to number three, another one that we have uh, talked about, uh, one of our favorites. In fact, it's one of our early Fright Club live events, uh, which we'll talk about more coming up. Uh, we, we've uh, featured this movie, and it's from 2008, and it's Eden Lake. Why don't we just find another spot? I'm not going to be bullied away by a bunch of 12-year-olds. Steve, where's the beach bag? It's got the car keys in it. First phone, he sees 999. Now we've got to finish this. And of course, since then, Michael Fassbender, uh, who's one of the stars of this, has gone on to be a a huge superstar. But it also, there's a lot of talent uh, in this movie. Uh, In fact, uh, speaking of uh, up-and-coming talents, Jack O'Connell, who has recently in the last year or so really come out he was the star of that 70 uh, 71 mm-hmm. right and he was a star of unbroken mm-hmm. the uh, angelina jolie movie he plays the main tormentor mm-hmm. uh in this movie and he's just great it's uh it's michael fassbender and kelly riley they're a young couple they want to get away to eden lake have a little private time and uh it's disturbed by this gang of young toughs uh, <laughs> led by jack o'connell and uh so Michael Fassbender wants to, you know, confront them and tell them to, to uh, shut up or whatever, and they don't take kindly to that, and it just escalates from there, and it doesn't end well. Uh, it becomes quite a, a race for survival for the couple, and it's, it's, the, the performances are great, it's well-paced, it's harrowing, and it's also horrific, I and mean, there's some gore in here. Oh, yeah, it's, it is. It's hard to watch, but it's incredibly well put together. Michael Fassbender is, is wonderful. It's a very layered uh, performance because you kind of hate him. You kind of love him. Obviously, you're rooting for him, you know, but he's kind of a jerk. You yeah, know? But, yeah. he's, and, uh, but, oh, my God, the, the kids, the kids are so scary. They're so good. Yeah, Jack O'Connell is magnificent in this movie. I think it's, um, for me, what, what got me about um, Eden Lake was the ending. It's, it, it's one that stays with you. Yeah. Um, it, it, it lingers for for a long time afterwards, and um, it were, it's pro it's a brave ending. Um, it could have went very much a different route, but um, certainly uh, it's one that definitely sticks and sticks in the gut for a while. It does yeah, and and what it starts to do, I think, without overplaying it, is it starts to make you wonder what has turned these kids and and uh, in particular the main the main kid. Jack O'Connell's character, what has turned him the way he is, why he is so evil, why he is so, you know, so heartless. And it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get too cliched about it, but as it gets toward the end, it starts to give you a glimpse of why he's like that. Sort of, yeah, sort of cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, inside his family and, and, and the way that, that those th- things can, set, can cycle. But yeah, we don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but uh, you're right. It's an ending that I don't think you really expect. As you, as you said, Craig, it could go... Either way, but but yeah. when it ends that way, it is it, it is one that you think about. Yeah, and it, yeah. Uh, James Watkins directed this, uh, and he and then went on a few years later to direct The Woman in Black, which was very different, but still really fun. 
Yeah, yeah, I I, I like the the woman in black. It was just a good old, uh, good old fashioned ghost story with some jump scares, mm-hmm. and that was the one from 2012 with Daniel Radcliffe. And- now, and I know that that was a remake of what I I'm led to believe was a very famous TV movie, The Woman in Black from 1989. Was that is that true? Was that a big deal? The TV movie itself was based on um, based on the book. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much um, staged like like a play initially. Um, the TV movie was a big hit. It was a a standout, if you like. Late 19, 1980s, nineteen eighty nine, I think it came yeah. out, and um, it was a big hit with with uh, with the critics and and very much um, one that although it doesn't get repeated often enough, you do see it sometimes here in the UK. And another one that's sort of in this category uh that we also liked but didn't enough to put on this was severance that's one actually one of the ones actually that craig reminded me of when i sent him the first email he was like don't forget severance which is it's just true actually our very first live fright club that's the that's the movie that we showed because it's a it's a crowd pleaser but it's a horror movie there's there's no way around it and it's much um lighter i guess than eden lake uh i mean it's 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 there definitely it's comical but it's gory as hell and brutal (laughs) really brutal um and it's funny that uh it made zero dollars when it was released in the united states no one went to see this movie which kills me because i just love it and it it also taps into everybody's feelings about work (laughs) you know it is yeah it's 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 kind of a um like you say an office comedy if outside of the office if you take it like that but it's uh it is very vicious it's it's bloody, it's gory, it's fun, and that's the that's the sticking point. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like as as much as people love to hear that their gun their work is going to have a team building exercise. <laughs> uh, this is this is one that uh, that goes way wrong. But uh, that's one that we kind of kind of lumped in with uh, with Eden Lake. But at number three, the fight for survival that is Eden Lake. And uh, moving on to number two in our uh, top five British horror films, another one that uh, we've we've hit a lot because it's so. In fact, I think we just talked about it last week. We did just, uh, but it, it bears repeating, and that is from two thousand five, and it's The Descent. There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? I don't know. Is there well, I like this one. Well, personally, I think it's the probably the my favorite horror film in terms of British for me. And, and that part of that's because the director, Neil Marshall, is actually from my hometown. Wow. So it's, I've got a kind of connection. I kind of uh, remember watching it and thinking, this is a guy who lived only minutes from me <laughs> and kind of made this film. And it kind of is an inspiration, if you like, um, given what given what he's able to do. And, and going back to Dog Soldiers, he's previous film yeah it was a like um hopes mentioned last week it's very much this along the similar track lines and um certainly for me it's it's very um it has memories because it was probably the first time being in a darkened room in a cinema that claustrophobia kind of um seeps in and you feel the walls of the of the theater just crawling crawling in and these guys 
<laughs> when, the, when the when the crawl out of behind the rocks and right. things just, just terrifying. Yeah, it it really is when they go down uh, spelunking uh, in the cave, and then it's it, as as the the audience knows, but they don't know that it's an un untracked, unchartered cave. So um, there's there's sort of that sense of dread that you have uh, before the all the other members of the party, except for Juno. Of course, Juno is the only one who knows that she's taking them down in a cave that's uncharted. Uh, and there's that sense of dread because you know it's going to become apparent pretty soon. And as oh, as they try to sneak through that little that little cubby hole, whatever you call it, you know, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that was even before the monsters show up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think one of the standout scenes, which Marshall handled brilliantly, was that when you see the first uh, crawler mm-hmm. appear. He had kept the the cast and crew away from the guys who were playing these parts. Nice. So the girls had never seen what these creatures were going to look like. So when one popped up behind their backs, that that first reaction you see from those girls is what they actually obviously felt like. So very cool. <laughs> and this was since your old buddies. This was probably a story he told you sitting around the pub, right? <laughs> Uh, I do know Neil, but um, one of my college teachers or lecturers, uh, she was a bridesmaid at his wedding. So ah, well, that's a great that's a great uh, you know way to to get those sorts of of reactions because I I would have jumped a country oh mile God, if you got yeah. that put that guy behind me, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and even as you said for the audience the first time you see it, and then as in most great horror movies, sometimes with these monsters, uh, l- you know, less is more, so you don't yeah. see a lot right away, and then it you know, slowly gets into those scenes where they're crawling over them because they can't see them. I love that part. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it builds and it builds and it's paced well and, and acted well. It's, it's just really solid all the way around. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, Dog Soldiers is a great movie. It's really one of the, the very best werewolf movies that you're ever going to see, but but The Descent is really a notch above. It's such a great movie. Well, and the thing about Dog Soldiers, it, he really, you can tell they... Gets around some bad um, prosthetic. Prosthetic, you know, maybe the budget wasn't there. Understandable, but uh, with the quick cuts and everything, you know, he gets away with it. It makes it really effective. Yeah, I think I think it's worth mentioning as well the the ending of the descent. Uh, we we got the original ending, the downbeat ending, if you like, um, which I think you guys got the 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 escape. Yeah, in, in theaters we got the escape, and then uh, on the DVD they gave both of them, right? Right. I'm, yeah. I, I've mentioned the story before that I watched it with my oldest sister, who my sisters, everyone, they all let me pick, well, let's pick one that you will like, and then we'll watch it together. And so I picked The Descent because it's kind of feminist, and because, you know, there's the happy triumph at the end, except that we watched the one that you guys got, and my sister beat the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, so that, And now she won't watch anything with me. Yeah, but but then, of course, you have to say which, which ending... You, you know, is is the real one because it led to a sequel. So you have to have, you have to have the uh, American ending, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did lead to a sequel, the end, the American version. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, just go with either one, with your, whichever one you like. Right. You know, pick, to take the ending and and go with it. But uh, that that's number two, uh, the descent from two thousand five, and uh, that could easily, I think, have been number one. But, yeah, it uh, was. Uh, it was really a toss up. It it really was. All right. Um, but, Squeaking, squeaking out the victory at the end from 2002, number one on our list of British horror. It's 28 Days Later. So who are you? Wake up today in hospital. Wake up and I'm, I'm hallucinating. I've got some bad news. They're infected. Infected. 
fora. Yeah, I try to decide which of these two movies scared me more, more when I watched them, and that was, I think, the closest call. Uh, and I think I went with 28 Days Later uh, partly because the performances are just remarkable and partly because it really led to, uh, it was like a watershed film for zombie movies because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, zombies can run. Um, and there are some really, really effective uh, the fact that it's not actually a zombie movie because they're not dead is uh, so it made a lot more sense that they could run. Right. They just have this rage rabies. And, uh, you know, the opening sequence is is just magnificent. And then the sequence where uh, um, Killian Murphy wakes up in the hospital and then wanders around yeah. a completely desolated London is is, I mean, it's just, it's a masterfully directed movie, probably because it's directed by a master, right? Danny Boyle doesn't make a lot of bad films. And then, like I think, the, all of the great uh, George Romero zombie films, and maybe handled even better than Romero ever did, the real worry is not the monsters, the real worry is us. Right. And, uh, and I think that this movie handles that in a way that is creepier and more compelling than maybe any other movie in, in that genre. Yeah, and again, I think it's um, down to Danny Boyle's directing and the cast themselves, who were, were like you say, absolutely brilliant in the film. Brendan or Brendan Gleeson and Killian uh, Murphy are, are, are really great in this film. And when you think how what George Romero was never a, a great director of actors, um, but these guys, you can tell they've got some background to them that handle themselves great on screen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson is one of the greatest actors working today. He's, he's magnificent in everything. And, and that's, it's so, it's such a joy when you, if you're a fan of horror movies to watch one where he's really cast well, because I do love Romero movies, but he never got a great cast in anything. Um, and then this one, you know, it's, it, you know, I guess if I had a bone to pick, it would be that, you know, if there are only 20 people left alive in England, they're as good looking as Naomi Harris and <laughs> Gillian Murphy. Like, well, come that's, on. That's how England is, isn't it, Craig? You can't, you know, you can't step on a crosswalk without hitting great looking people, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, but they are, they're, they're great. Naomi Harris is a, is a, is a very convincing badass in this movie. And as a matter of fact, we just saw her, we we were watching the uh, new movie uh, Southpaw, yeah. the, the the boxing movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, there's a social worker uh, character, and we kept looking at her. Who is that? And it's and it's Naomi Harris yeah. from Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah. You can read my review of Southpaw on ScreenRelish.com. Nice, <laughs> nicely done. See how we do that, Craig? Just right into a shameless plug. Keep them coming. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really well done, as you say. There's the cautionary tale in there. There's the uh, sociological, you know, uh, uh, warnings right. uh, that really I think are at the heart of most zombie movies, but just not as well fleshed out as this. Right, I fleshed mean, out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that, but you know, I'll take the credit for it. Yeah, and I think uh, I think also in terms of just straight horror, there are so many incredibly just terrifying scenes. The scenes with the priest in the church, You're, and, and you know. Uh, get out of there! Get out of there! But you know he's <laughs> he. You get stop talking to that priest. And then the scene where they had they decide that they're going to uh, tr- try and change the tires when in the tunnel when everybody wakes up and starts running. I mean there there are just so many really 
terrifying scenes in this movie. But uh, but that's not all it is. It doesn't just string together scary bits. It's got a, it's incredibly well written. The storyline is great, um, and it and it leads to a, a controversial. But I really like the climax of the film. And and uh, even though we don't watch on a regular basis, uh, The Walking Dead. The one when we sat down, we watched the one episode of it a couple of years ago. That's what I thought of right away was this movie. I think uh, it, yeah, I think it might have been episode one or two of the entire series, and it, he wakes up in a hospital. Well, and he's just, walking around the hospital. I'm like, wait a minute. Not just that part, but really just the, the whole thing. It just reminded me. And I know Walking Dead. We we haven't watched it, so I'm not ragging on it at any you know at, at all. Yeah. Uh, we're not regular viewers of it. I'm sure it's great, but uh, that's just the one thing it reminded me of. The one episode I did watch. Yeah. Well, it's a great movie to you know mimic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very. Uh, if if they are mimicking it, it's uh, it's very well well understood. And that is number one on our uh, top five list of uh, our favorite British horror films. Although Craig, you if if had your druthers, you probably would have put The Descent at number one. Personally, yes. It's uh, again, it's a top up, uh, toss up. I think when you when you put those two films together, um, depends on your mood, if you like. Right. Um, Certainly, uh, the the more intense one is is the descent, simply because of the claustrophobic atmosphere yeah. it builds. But um, when you look at the cast of of twenty twenty eight days later, it's it's one of the best around, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's hard to go wrong either one with uh, twenty eight days later or the descent. What well, what did we miss? So just give us a heads up about the angry tweets we're going to get. What what do you think we left off of this list, Craig? I'm I'm not sure if. Uh, when you when you talk about British horror, do you, do you include something like American Werewolf in London? Do you include something like um, Nick Rogue's Don't Look Now? Ah, uh, yeah. Very much um, the taken taken by the Brits to heart, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. We love we love those films over here, and I think they were made by British films, probably financed by British uh, producers, but. Are, are they really British British horror films? It's 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 up in the air, isn't it? Okay, all right. So that gets into what? Yeah, if if you're considering those types of movies uh, qualifying as, as British films, so yeah. Well, angry tweets. Uh, we like <laughs> we, we like nice tweets as well. So uh, either either one, keep them coming. Give uh, your your feedback on this. We get it right, get it wrong. What did we miss? Uh, it's at Mad Wolf on Twitter. That's M A D D W O L F. And of course, uh, Craig, uh, your uh, Twitter is. It's at the Craig Hunter, and obviously at Screen Relish. Yeah, please continue to check out Screen Relish. We we uh, contribute uh, film reviews and more for Screen Relish just about every week, and uh, we'll keep that up. It's a great website for all things, all things movies, all things film. Uh, please check it out, and uh, and yeah, Mad Wolf on Twitter. We've got uh, we've got uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on a Facebook page. We're getting a lot more activity there as well, uh, and we'd love to have you as we mentioned in the Columbus uh, forum. Uh, just talking about all things horror movie. That is really horror movies, and that's uh, really grown and has a lot of great conversation it's on Columbus there. Columbus Horror, I think. Uh, Columbus, Facebook, Columbus Horror. K I L L. Yeah. I must thank Bridget for including me in the group. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she is quite the great cruise director. Yes, and, she uh, is. And, and keeps the party rocking. And we've got our next uh, Fright Club live event. Uh, if you're in the central Ohio area, we've got that coming up uh, the second, they're all, it's always the second Wednesday of the month. And uh, at the Gateway Film Center, uh, we start a little happy hour at 6.30. The beer is flowing. And uh, then at 8 o'clock, we start the film. And this month, it's going to be? Compliance. And uh, kind of to correspond with that, our next uh, Fright Club podcast is going to be True Crime. So if you have any thoughts about good true crime movies, you know, shoot those ideas our way. And in fact, I have to tell you, we're going to take a week off. 
Yes. We are not going to be back next weekend because we're going to go to Key West. Yep, we are heading to Florida uh, for a little <laughs> R&R. And, of course, we're going to sit in the hotel room the whole time and watch horror films. <laughs> uh, no. But, Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot of good stuff coming. And, Craig, we can't thank you enough. Great, great insight from, uh, from, from London calling. Or, actually, you're not in London. You're closer to Scotland, you said, right? I am, yes. A small town called Newcastle. Newcastle. There's a beer that's Newcastle. That's right. Is that how you're known? (laughs) Brewed in Craig's backyard. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been a treat. Thank you so much. And uh, again, check out ScreenRelish.com. And uh, until next week. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf. Stay frightful, my friends. (laughs) 